2: I mean it was it was a bad decision in the end. But I <laughs> <Go on. laughs> Spooned we spooned, right? So spooned, I was like, yeah. Would like you need that. a big spoon or a little spoon? Big spoon. Yeah. An arm underneath her like neck, yeah. So coming around like that, and then my arm over the top. Yeah. Classic spooning material. However, in a single bed you can't move, can you? No. I, not. If I roll, that's your I'm position. Dead. That's your position. I'm, I'm fucking Hans Gruber out of the Nakatomi Towers, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you roll, you've, you're a murderer. You've killed her. Yeah, we've, I've, cru- I've crushed her and me to death. <laughs> so I can't thing. do. You're not going to. You would just crush her, wouldn't you? No. If, if we, because the the back, the outside of the bed is that way. So if we fall. I'm falling onto my back, aren't I? If I go the, if I fully rotate, yeah. All right, I just So in my she's head, she's
3: getting turtle shell. <laughs> in my head, you just you'd rolled onto her, and she's you All killed right. her, obviously, because you if you rolled onto anyone, they would be instantly yeah. dead. It's like you know, you know, like there was that time where you, you don't sleep with babies because you fall, a, fall asleep and then yeah. you accidentally roll on them and and they suffocate them. That would have been you to your future wife.
2: Yeah. And, and how could you explain <laughs> it? You'd have been definitely been arrested, definitely. Well, yeah, because it had been like well, you were in bed, and now she's crushed to death. So what? <laughs> what's your alibi? How, how could you? How could you explain
3: that? How could you? Yeah, you, you, um, could, you just couldn't. In, uh,
2: instead, I woke up with a with a like dead arm. Not you know like sometimes you wake up with a dead arm in the middle of the night. This was fucking berserk. To the point where I thought, if I've stored enough blood at one end of the arm, will I now get a blood clot? Like, will it just go bang she, dead? Felony, say didn't.
4: What's up, man? Good, good,
3: good. Uh, we, I've just started the podcast because I just couldn't not have this comedy gold in the pod. <laughs> so, uh, what's do you, you, you've you had that really, haven't you? You're waking up in the middle of the night and you've been asleep on your arm for so long and you literally feel like it's somebody else's arm attached to your body. It's the worst feeling. It's terrifying. It is, man.
4: You just don't know what the fuck's going on when you're woken up <laughs> and then. You're so scared. <laughs> If you could just bottle that <laughs> split second, that'd be something.
2: <laughs> it is, it's terrifying. Um, it's, it's, that, it's that bit when you like, depending on which side your arm is that you're on, when you go to get up and it just gives way, and you just your head just hits the the canvas, and you're like, "Fucking hell, this is actually quite quite tragic." You know,
3: right? you, you just mentioned about sleeping on a wooden floor. Mm. Myself and my missus had to do that last New Year's Eve. Uh, because there was at some point a realization during the evening that there just wasn't enough beds. There were a lot of people at this New Year's Eve party. There just wasn't enough beds, okay. it's like with slow realization, very late in the day, that what's uh, very late in the day that um, that we'll have to sleep on this wooden floor. And and there we go, there we go. Uh, I'm uh, did you those at home? Uh, I, I'm uh, these guys have got cameras on them. They can see each other, but I don't have a camera yeah. on. And I'm just looking at <laughs> tea. And it looks like he's got a very fancy, very ornate
4: green dress on behind his head. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Green, mate. Got my own screen. My room's closed off. Got a mic mic over there, background It's either that.
2: Ring light light behind the computer. It's either that to you or it looks like a pop-up tent. (laughs) To be fair,
4: it is, but I
3: can't put it back in. I I know the pain. This isn't great podcasting. We are going to get onto Spurs very shortly. Um, But I know the pain of trying to get in a pop shield or a a green screen, which is what T has behind his head. Trying to ring it up and get it back into the case is impossible. Don't bother. It just stays up now. Um, That's that's it. That's, That's its life now. So we just thought we'd do, you know, just a Fighting Court podcast because... We've had the Christmas off. Um, We've missed some games. We're not going to go back and talk about them unless anyone has something really pressing to say. I don't want to talk about the Wolves' performance. I don't want to talk about losing to Leicester. There's nothing we can say that make anyone feel any better. I did get a tweet the other day, right? Uh, It was in response to something completely unrelated to Tottenham. I very rarely tweet about Tottenham on on my normal account. And um, this bloke, I can't remember his name, he said... uh, It was the tweet was about something else. It might be about my uh, stepson trying to buy an RC car, something like that. And he just went, "Are you going to now? Are you going to stop happy clapping your way through this 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 current state of affairs?" And I mate, like I didn't reply because I don't know what to say. But I'm like, why would I want to just like I know it's bad, right? I know currently it's really bad and everybody hates it and we're playing shit football. I understand it. I'm not stupid. I'm not oblivious to the fact. I have been watching football since I was four years old. I understand the football we're watching isn't entertaining and we're not winning to, to sugarcoat it. I get it. I'm not spending an hour of my life, twice a week, deep delving how bad we are. I'm not going to do it. Fuck that.
2: So there, that, there there's know, my answer. I don't
4: know what, what people want. <laughs> I don't know what the I, people are wanting. want. What do We know the football's bad. We, we know the football's bad. We don't need to... I don't know, for argument's sake, we've scored eight goals in the opening 15 minutes and we don't defend for the rest of the game. You really want me to reel off stats. You've got you know, some stats. Gonna... Go on
3: then. Let's just get it done and then we can just talk about what, what, <laughs> what we want to talk about. Go on, Tico. To
4: be fair, I'm in the habit now of making notes during games because I figured it just helps for the pod. It's kind of this whole new thing I'm trying to, you know, be a bit more productive Good. than just watching the game and spending <laughs> half of it on my phone. Some of the notes I made were what, eight goals in the opening 15 minutes from Spurs. <laughs> Neto attacking the space behind Doherty. noticing doing more defensive work. And done by the decision-making playing well. Um, Chore. 21% league games. No assists, no goals. Fabio Silva causing problems. Wolves set pieces in corners were amazing, which they were. Twitch mm. to a back four at 25 minutes. Redenters like Hazard, low centre of gravity, same trim. Um, the first 10 minutes of the second half, Wolves had 69%. Possession, and there was a penalty shell at the start of the second half. And after that, I got upset. I stopped making notes. Then they, then equalised. Um, can,
2: yeah, the, you, the, it, the last few notes, just, the last few notes are just fucking hell. Oh fuck, <laughs> bored. Need a tea. What the fuck? Did I um... thought doing stars? Like
4: one star for good. or what? <laughs> I don't know stuff like that. So go off left.
3: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, did you enjoy that? Was that a good way to spend your time watching the game?
4: Um, I think it's good to have placeholders because I don't remember every single part of the game. And to be I guess... honest, to
3: you, I'm not asking that. I don't, I, when you come <laughs> on the pod, I don't, you don't, I mean, it's great. You do whatever you want. Like, do you know what I mean? But I just I, I just want to.
4: You just want raw emotion.
3: I, I, I want to pretend when it's going badly and I want to revel in it when it's going good. That's what I want. <laughs> I think that's
4: what we've it is. We've had it all the season. <laughs>
3: okay. Um all right. So um yeah, it's sort of, it's, been, it's been very bad and it but um I want to just we'll set out some questions and so there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh firstly, do you, do you um John, do you think cuz obviously last night we got the news that almost everybody's in tier 4. I'm currently in tier 3, but it doesn't really matter if everyone else is in tier 4 it kind of makes no difference. Um, do you think football? Because our game against Fulham got called off. Uh, Man City, there was like they've about forty players got COVID at once. Does he, Do you think? Um, do you think football needs a circuit break like the rest of society, or do you think it's just carry on? Fuck it.
2: Well, selfishly, the thought of football going and going into essentially like a national lockdown again is kind of grim. Um, so selfishly, I'm, I'm kind of on the surface a bit like, oh, I don't know just carry on. It'll be fine. They'll work it out blah, blah, blah. But realistically, you know, when you, when you take a step away and think about it, it's, it's just a massive risk for no reason. Like it's a massive risk for those players and their families. And, while they had it under control, and I think they have had it under control for quite a while, mm. then it's been fine. Like they've managed to look after it. There's been the odd case. You know, that player's been in isolation and it hasn't like spread through other squads and games have gone ahead and that's fine. Even to the point where we started having fans back into to grounds again. If it does look like it's going to put a serious risk to players and their families' health, then I think it's the right thing to do is to have a circuit break. Um and also I think potentially now there's been a lot of talk about have our players Like their legs started to feel the effects of playing a lot of games at the start of the season that helped us initially and now is causing an effect. If that theory is true, selfishly, this also helps us, doesn't it? So maybe, you add all those things together, mate, and maybe it's not a bad thing for us to do. T, if Mm -hmm. only Sam Allardyce was to die, would
3: it it be okay just to carry on playing football?
4: (laughs) I think it's a price worth paying. (laughs) Yeah, price worth paying. I think, given the way Liverpool fans act when things don't go their way it wouldn't surprise if one of them tried to nobble him <laughs> um, what Steve Bruce said about Lascelles and Saint-Maximin is quite a grim actually because they're both for real like, Yeah, you know, like long-term COVID and it just sounds awful I kind of hinted at it at the last pod I was on that Havertz and, and Pogba had it and they've both not quite been the same since And the, the, um...
3: them specifically those two that you mentioned Lascelles and uh, Maxim fucking was yeah. yeah he that what they Certainly. yeah yeah he um they what the way they described it was that this is that severe stuff right because everyone and myself included under the the idea or the pretense that young people fit young people get over it quite quickly but they're not they're pretty in a bad way uh add to that the risk I not make the joke but people like sam allardyce who are in you know in their the mid-60s like there's an actual risk and what what impact will have in football in our fouries like this, Simon Jordan said that if someone dies if a fo- footballer dies then there, there would be a, there'd be an, a question of corporate manslaughter to answer which um, God yeah. knows fuck that could d- destroy football for a long time. Mm. Then
4: you've got people who's, you've got people whose careers might end in mean, the cells on St Maximan are probably fairly wealthy but but a footballer's lower down the ladder who might have had dreams of joining the team in the Premier League and their career might be fucked. So you know, who do they sue? It's just it's just all a mess.
3: What did you make of the uh, Fulham decision? Uh, outwardly or, or professionally, Spurs put out a pretty uh, well-rounded statement. You know, there was no edge to it. They s- simply said, "We hope the Fulham players get better soon," and and that was it. But Alistair Gold reported earlier today that behind the scenes, Spurs are fuming. There's very little communication between Fulham and Tottenham. Uh, they found out very late. People were arriving at the stadium to prepare for the day and prepare for the game and then had to turn around and go home. That seems, if that many people... I mean, was there a lack of... There must have been a lack of communication from Fulham to everybody because they know if as soon as... It wasn't like there was rumours that it was going to be called off two days before. When when you looked to Man City and then Fulham, it must have been clear that they were picking up uh, positive tests and certainly symptoms... As soon as you do that, you, you you open up. You you know, give everyone the best chance to prepare properly for whatever it might be the next game or what. What, what did you make of the situation, John?
2: Yeah, I mean, so there was obviously rumours circulating a day or so before, wasn't there? And um, sort of a couple of WhatsApp groups were talking about it, and it was like, oh, it's going to be off then. Like, as soon as there's a couple of players in, in an opposing team, it's going to be off. We've seen that before, like with us with with games um the the, the late in orient game just got canned because it was like there's too many players in the squad they've got it so we all assumed that was going to happen then it was like game day and spurs put out their normal it's game day tweet and then all of a sudden it's like all the messages in the whatsapp groups are like oh okay maybe the game's on then and i did kind of think to myself the difference is though is there are no fans in the ground so there is really there's no sort of duty of care for the clubs to kind of call the game off early enough so that to stop fans traveling, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. Also because it's a London game, again, it's not like Spurs having to get a flight to Liverpool. It's like they'll just be traveling across town. But yeah, it's frustrating. And I think that they haven't, by the sounds of it, the club are pretty pissed off that they haven't had that communicated. Because again, it's just it's just needless hassle, isn't it? It's like players going for a routine when they could have been prepping for something but, else and they would have they would well, have done something different had they known, basically. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. annoying. Yeah, Jose Mino
3: and his team would have put in untold hours trying to figure out the best way and to play Fulham and by untold hours I'm saying maybe an hour where they said should we just do the same thing again yep Sit. Should we just <laughs> Sit let, the ball. let them have the ball yeah go, yeah. Early. go on there score early defend um but no the truth is is that he could have had four days three three or four days to prepare for Leeds which is going to be a much more big a much bigger challenge than um anyway is what it is ultimately people's safety is more important it's paramount isn't it um absolutely so that that's that's the most important thing um if I say to you john mm. Neil Warnock with massive drugs, what would you say
2: um I would immediately think of uh one of my best friends and a regular listener of the pod uh Nick I won't say his last name, but his his mum jackie <laughs> uh <laughs> There's a striking resemblance to Neil Warnock. Not only that, um, but she's very famous in our friendship group for having exceptionally large bangers, (laughs) massive whoppers. So every time we'd ever see Neil Warnock on the sideline, all I'd be thinking about (laughs) is my best friend's mate's tits. (laughs) tits. Just like Jackie's big old cans. Um, Yeah, and it it came up in conversation for some reason in our private WhatsApp chat. I haven't stopped um, thinking about it. I haven't stopped thinking about it <laughs> since you said it. I can't look at Neil Horlock in the same way anymore. Yeah, but this all came because Nick was you and Nick were chatting and uh, he was obviously enjoying uh, my mum's tits being on display, uh, not just visually but also on this pod. In the Imperial um, ever. Imperial leather. But but what he forgot to realise is that his mum's tits are massive and everyone knows it. And she looks like Neil Warnock. So, so whose would you Let's say, say it... was more ample?
3: Your mum Oh his
2: his mum's are they're massive. If you can imagine <laughs> like a St Bernard's head, two of them in a fucking hammock, mate. That's that's the sort of level of like bappage we're dealing with. So just picture that. <laughs> I don't want to. Just picture, you know that that is that. Um, was it when he was at Cardiff and they there was some horrendous decision, <laughs> and he's just standing with his arms on his hips, waiting for the ref, and he's just like livid. Just picture that with just with a set of glasses bespeckled with massive tits. That's my mate's mum. <laughs> Wonderful.
3: Um, oh, wow. right, phenom. The podcast circuit <laughs> break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, phenom. Uh, THFC. He says, "With the talk that Jose wants another centre-back and a defensive midfielder in January, do you agree that these are the positions we need to address before the summer? Also, which five players would you sell in January if you have to? You had to sell five. What would you sell? First off, were you happy that T? Were you happy that um, that perhaps Jose Mourinho is focusing on those two positions? Would you say other positions need to be strengthened first?
4: Uh I think the central midfield is probably the the gaping one because. You know, I think Winston and Sissoko, they're not the best together. And they rely heavily on Hojbjerg. They looked a bit tired against Wolves, actually. So, happy with that. As for centre-back, um, there was a really good article about um, Davinson Sanchez in The Athletic recently, talking about his rise. And maybe he left Ajax too soon. He could have done a little bit more development in in the Premier League. Every game is intense in the in Ajax. Maybe fastest games of season. season. Maybe he needed that to kind of give him a bit more schooling. It looks like he might be the one... The one to go, um, yeah. I think I think those are the two positions I'd probably focus on as well.
3: He said that he said that he, there were reports, rumours that that he he'd be open to a move in January. Uh,
2: yeah.
3: Um, go on, John. What about you? Anything to add?
2: Yeah, I think T is absolutely right. I think midfield is the one, isn't it, that we're looking at and we're we're thinking like individually, the players have like good skill sets that can be useful. Sissoko particularly is like I wouldn't want to see him play in every game, but certain games he's really vital and he and he plays a very specific job. But I feel like he's someone you bring in for those like you know top six away from home games that you need that protector basically. But I feel like we need someone who can play alongside Hoiberg that can kind of do a bit of that, but can play a bit more. Because you see it a lot with um, with Sissoko when he plays, is the players are quite hesitant to give him the ball. So they'll sort of bypass him. And he comes, he, he, to be fair to him, he comes looking for it, but they're a bit hesitant, that, kind of knowing that's not really his like skill set. Mm. So I think we could do with a player, I mean, we've been linked with like Basuma, who I think is a pretty decent, like tidy footballer who can get around a bit. We, we need someone like that um, to sit alongside Hoiberg, in my opinion, so that he's not doing sort of all the work and also in terms of like passing, you know, someone like Winks, I've said it before on, on the pod, he tends to pass like sideways a little bit and we'll look at passes. I think we need someone, I mean, ideally, bele can drop in deeper, but I don't think we're going to see that. So we need someone that can kind of do what he was supposed to be doing in that position. And centre-back, yeah, I think Sanchez's days are numbered. Shame when he first came in, I thought he did all right and then he has just not, he's just gone backwards, I think, which is, which is a shame. It happens though. I just think if he's, if, you know,
3: we need centre-backs a, a little bit less error-prone. Mm-hmm. And I also think, like, anyone can make a mistake. Like, all of them have. Out of It's just the best ones make less than the others. Mm-hmm. Um And I, feel, I just don't think he's strong enough or he, he, he doesn't use his body well enough. I mean, clearly, he's a, he's a specimen. But if you just look in terms of his, his shoulders are quite narrow which means you've got this, like imagine him going one-to-one with Chris Woods. There's only one winner there. Mm, yeah. and, and while he's a better, probably more technical player than him, Chris Woods, if you're just going to be physically out-muscled, I mean a couple of times, he's just been literally barged off the ball and gone flying. Um, and maybe like where that's less of an issue in such a physical league that he would really start to flourish. Maybe another, like if, you know, if, I'm sure he, he'll get a, a better move than one back to the Dutch league. But, you can see why he would flourish in that league when it's, where it, is, it seems to be less um, less physical and and the, the might of forward you're up against is someone like Vincent Janssen. Uh, five players you'd have to sell. Five players you have mm-hmm. to sell. Them. <clears throat> we could do it together.
4: Would be Jed, Jedson and Rose. I think Jedson's loan's going to end, so that's three off the bat. But that's right not
3: there. that's not sell. That's, yeah, that's you can't use Jedson. He's just going to go back home, isn't he?
4: That's well, Gazanego. Gazzaniga and Danny Rose are two them. So, okay, um, yep. Probably Winks or Sissoko, one of the two, I think.
2: Got to sell them. Yeah, if you get good money for Winks, because there, there was talk of like City were going to bid like 40 million for him just to like build their quota and get another central midfielder. Like in hindsight, and it's a wonderful thing, that would have been a good deal for us. If someone comes in and offers that sort of money again, I think we should take that. Is Foyf, uh, Is he been loaned or has he been sold?
4: On loan to Villarreal, Emery's team, and they're doing quite well. But I think he's getting a game, so
2: Um, that's probably why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should
3: we say any any takers for Birdvine? Or (laughs) not yet? I want him to stay. not, Not yet. I want him to stay, but we know it's coming. That's where we're on that. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think I think we're more likely to see Lucas go and I know that sounds mental because Mourinho just absolutely loves him but I think Bergvine is more of an investment where there's more years left in the tank with him and there's a lot more to come from him. I think Lucas is, he is what he is. He's never going to change, he's not going to develop. He's not going to suddenly go, do you know what, instead of running into defenders and running into trouble, I'm not going to do that anymore and I'm going to actually be really productive in every game I play in. He's just, it's not going to happen for him and so I think if we get to a point where we get offered good money for him because I, I think i said this again like when we did the five statements for the patriots if the, the bail scenario like if it doesn't work out which it it might not as things are going lucas lamella basically that right sided forward position is like is wide open berg finds best positions on the left which is the same as son so unless he can again like adapt his game and play on that right i think there is also a gap there so there is a potential for for us to sign someone in that position but you'd have to sell One, maybe two of, or let Bale go at the end of his loan. Bale, Lamella, Lucas. Like one of those, or two of those have got to go. So we'll (sighs) see see what happens. I don't think it'll be January, put it
3: that way. No, not at all. Um, Quickly, because we talked about this on the Patreon app. So I don't, uh, on the Patreon Patreon podcast, John, after the game against Wolves. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm, I'm not going to ask you, but I'm going to ask T, is there a world where, Gareth Bow's loan deal was renewed at
4: the end of the season. There's a lot of football left. It doesn't look very good now. He's out for a month as well. So this is the time when he could have really got form, got a few games in. Doesn't look good at the moment, but what can change. Uh, there, was a, there was a stage in the season when Alderweireld wasn't starting a game. When we beat Man, Man United 6-1, Alderweireld didn't play in that game. It was um Dier and Centers all the way. Then it changed and it's now Alderweireld and Dier. So... A lot can change, but right now it's not looking very positive for for Gareth Bell Can we
3: just give some props to Eric Dyer? Because I've just, has it, it, everyone else been impressed with how well he's settled back into the team after being on the peripheries for such a long time, or is it just?
4: I think he's benefited from not playing a high line, and conversely, that's kind of that's kind of affected um, Sanchez to a degree. Um, but no, Dyer's been great, and you know, he's very vocal. The players all respond to him. He's probably a better Joe Hart, I suppose. You no know, very gobby, but he's actually got the performances to match. Uh
3: just on the football, Nick. Osbaldinson. yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Osbaldinson. <laughs> he said he asked a good question. Um, is the League Cup worth this style of football if this is how we're gonna play? <laughs> yeah, okay, John. Yeah, fuck it. Just we have one him might- for ages, mate. I just take it. I'll take might, it. might as well. Might as well. <laughs> might as well. Just because this well. is this, this isn't going to be forever, is it? Even like if, even if Jose Mourinho turns out to be incredible somehow, and and you know and and we get league titles and stuff, he he won't be here forever. And the same token, if he's shit, he won't be here forever. So if we can get a league cup guaranteed with this style of football. Then yeah, just take it because it won't. It's not going to be
2: forever. I'd say. Yeah, mate. Put it this way, right? In in our in all of our single days, and for any like single person out there, when you were going out on the pool, you weren't always able to pull a ten out of ten, the one you wanted, right? And sometimes you made adjustments accordingly and went home with a five, and you made the best of it. You made the best of it, okay? That, that's what's happening. We, we've we've gone out looking for a Champions League knockout. It hasn't happened. We've taken home the League Cup. We've put in a terrible three pump effort, and it was over. And we had a good time, and we went home. And we celebrated with the lads, nonetheless.
3: Thanks very um, much.
2: I I would say
3: that in the modern era, uh, some of what you just said is problematic, um,
2: but <laughs> I also would say as long as it's consensual, it could be a woman, it could be a woman doing it. Yeah, did, why did, has it got to be problematic? Did, did they? Well, I'm just saying. I, did, I'm a man. I only think of myself.
3: Did did, did 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 they say? Did they were they aware that you were you, you thought there were five <laughs>
2: that you wanted a ten? doesn't matter. I, I told him, but I told him it was out of five.
3: <laughs> so they were happy.
2: To be fair, they're also they looking, at, looking
3: at you and maybe they had that same sort of... Exactly. Yeah. That's what
2: I'm saying. They could have gone, oh, this guy's a four.
3: Because if you're picking up at the at the dregs of the night, not the direct, the women aren't the dregs. I'm talking about the end of the night, the, the fallout of the night, mm. and then you're picking up... Um, You're both single at that point. You're both without a partner, right? Exactly. So you're both... Making do with each other, and that's fine. That's
2: fine as long as it's as long as it's consensual. Stop and saying consensual. Fine. Just assume that it's always consensual. Stop using that as a barometer of no, well, that, decency. That's, that, that's how you get yourself in trouble. Assuming, mate. Assuming it's consensual, <laughs> get you in hot water, mate. You better ask, mate. You want that written down? I'm not yeah.
3: saying don't ask. I'm just saying as a way to make you sound better in this scenario. Using the word
2: consensual isn't a positive. You just, that's just. What I'm just saying. That's, that's like that, the that's the flaw. Your... That's the. Floor. That's the... <laughs> Well, I'm just saying that that's the only thing that could be problematic is if it wasn't that. I mean, that's a completely different anecdote then. It's like, imagine we put it in football terms. Imagine we weren't included in the final. We just show up anyway. And there's three teams on the pitch. Like, come on, we're, we're having this. We're having yeah. All
3: right. Completely different story.
2: Completely. Different John
3: wins. Story. John wins that one. There Thank you. Good. Um, Okay, I've uh, got another question. So, who is it? Steve, Nuth. He says, um, "Would you be willing to buy a virtual Marine FC ticket?" See, do you know what this is?
4: What um, the game's behind closed doors. I think people are buying virtual tickets to help them make up the shortfall.
3: Would you? Uh, what would you make it that?
4: That's very nice. Very noble thing to do. It is and noble. Club, thing. Isn't there like the club retweeted it?
3: Yeah, so. I'm sure they did. But I'm, uh, like, isn't there like, I don't know, just, you know, starving children that you should give that 50, because it's just like it's football, isn't it? It's just football. Like,
4: t- to, be, to be fair, I think with this next wave, there's going to be a lot of football clubs going to the wall. So, yeah, it's I, not I, better. Obviously, there's it there's there's scale, is not there?
3: Yeah, but like, maybe... I think it's another. Yeah, I'm not saying it isn't all right. I'm just saying maybe, like, give some food to children.
4: To a food bank. <laughs> give it to a food bank. Yeah,
3: buy some food for I'm a food marine. bank. I don't
4: know. Um Mommy a- you would have used for that virtual ticket. Give it to a food bank.
3: <clears throat> um, there's, I mean, there's good causes everywhere, isn't it? You've got pick and choose what, what, what means the most to you. I what was fantastic when that food bank initiative, I think was partly set up by the trust, I think. I can't remember. But there's a food bank in Tottenham and... They were looking for a hundred grand, which seems like a massive amount, but and you know something that the government should be funding anyway. But they ra- they raised a hundred thousand pounds out of goodwill and good gesture from people, and I just thought that was fantastic. It's more than that actually; it was tons, which means that loads of people weren't going to go hungry. That's uh, great. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Football fans do get a fair bit of stick. They get a stick for, and there are some arseholes out there. You know the ones that digged out. Uh, Birdvine for missing that penalty and, or missing that chance and all, all the shit you see on social media all the time but it's easy when you see all that stuff to forget all the really good stuff that is happening and the good things that people do so like when you think about people I think by and large they're probably good but because of the stuff you read in the newspapers and whatnot it's easy to think the human beings are scum
4: <laughs> there you go did you, um, did you see that Leeds tweet by the way Flav?
3: yeah I did yeah, it was.
4: Did you have a view on it, or you're not asked?
3: Um, I, well, I, 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 I go both ways, really. Um, she, I mean, they didn't get promoted just because of COVID. They they were ten points clear. Uh, it was a stupid thing to say because it's not true. Uh, they just, they were the best team in the league, and if the league had finished how you know normally, then they would have got promoted. I didn't understand why she had to say it, <laughs> where it came I from.
4: It, I think she's making a wider point, but this just kind of clipped up. <laughs> kind of clipped up to make it look a lot worse than it was. Yeah, fair enough. And, um, um, I, and, 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 but, but uh, so go. Ahead. I think it just, I think encouraging a pylon as a professional football club isn't really the thing to do. It's a bit of thin-skinned. No, stupid. They could have just They, they, they could have just um, put the tweet out without putting her footage in there. Says in the oh, so they said this, that, and the other, but and here we are.
2: But what? Why did? Why are they
3: like? Like it's like it's the kind of thing like you'd expect from like a football banter account. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, they've got to be conscious of pylons and the impact that that has on on people. Just because she happens to be on television, and um, I don't actually think like this is besides the point, really. But I don't think she's a fantastic pundit. I, I don't think she's that good. But that's besides the point. Um. Don't like, you know. There's nothing to be gained by one this sort of level of one-upmanship when you're you're th- th- when you're a massive comp- when you're a massive football club as Leeds are. There's no there's, there's a level of decorum that you have to to adopt. I'm just waiting for John to pile in and say, "Yeah, fuck it, she deserved it." <laughs>
2: um. So, it, look, m- my view is basically. <laughs> uh they don't have any responsibility to her or anyone else. Their responsibility to themselves as a club, they she said it and they showed a clip that she said on national on a well not national TV, but like it's going to be viewed by millions of people whether they tweet it or not. So she said it and it was on their channel, and they're just basically clipping it up and going, That's not true. There's nothing wrong with that. If people then see that and decide that they want to send her abuse. That's on them. That's on Leeds yeah, United.
3: Yeah, but they know that these these pick these scumbags
2: are there, Then it's just it's just. Yeah, but then then they can't tweet anything. They can't tweet any banter against another club because oh, there'll be people that will abuse other fans of other cl- like it's not their responsibility. <laughs> I think there's like way too much conflation of accounts say things and people who have some sort of affiliation with something linked to that account are therefore the responsibility of the main account. They're not. I um. Like, do you know what I? Uh, my take home from
3: watching football fans behave on twitter is that they are the most in the most sensitive tiny little delicate creatures i've ever seen like they are the the biggest snowflakes on twitter are football fans they can't take any criticism anything bad said about their football club oh my god you're a grown fucking man it doesn't matter what someone says about your football club it has no why are you having such an emotional response to this and why isn't anyone calling them out for behaving like a four-year-old child because of it like i i mentioned that spurs would be able to that we're going to run a train through liverpool football club right when we played them Run a train for You should have seen the reaction on my, in my act from Liverpool fans, which was just waiting. I They were so... They're so sensitive. like mm. It's like, if if we had to swap football for their political beliefs, people would be the saying, these these people are the biggest so-fakes. They can't take criticism at all.
4: Well, football is kind of like religion anyway, the way people... The way people support their team. I, I don't know. There's some tweets that I wouldn't quote because I know there's going to be a pile-on and there's, that's not what I want for them. John put right at the start, leads our private company, they can do what they want. They are free to do what they want, but I just think when you're quote tweeting something like that,
3: it's... You know it's going to have a consequence.
4: Yeah. It's not their responsibility, what happens to her, but you just know that they're going to call her slag and all the rest of it, and it's just... It's, it's not
2: good. But then it's on Twitter to clamp down on that really quickly exactly that that's my my issue is like i agree with t like morally it's questionable like you can you kind of know that that is inevitable right so morally but it's not their responsibility to uphold the ethics and codes of twitter it's a platform that they're a part of they've done nothing like they've done nothing wrong legally like they've done nothing wrong as the rules of that engagement if you then decide as a fan of league united i'm going to pile in on this um pundit and absolutely savager. And, and they say something that's illegal or against their, their code as a private company, they need to ban those people. And I've said it loads of times about when players get like racial abuse online, why aren't they banning these accounts? I don't understand how they get away with it. And so for me, it's, it's more of an issue of Twitter and social media to, to ban people that say horrific stuff, like there's like death threats, rape threats, horrific shit. It's the responsibility of Twitter. It's not the responsibility of Leeds United to retweet a clip that's already circling on the same platform. That's what I'm saying. That, if that
3: was the reaction, pansies, delicate little sensitive yeah. pansies, a lot of them.
4: <laughs> Great I, word in
3: Pat. Well, I'm trying my hardest not to use, like, a f- like, you know, I, I'm just them idiots. You know, deep down, I want to say something like pussies or pussy are right? But you, they're not, that would suggest <laughs> that women are weaker than men, so you can't say that anymore. Although, John might mm-hmm. say that physically they are weaker biologically.
2: Average, they are. That is a biological <laughs> fact, it's not, and that's science. Argue with science. Take out with science. Take out with Twitter. Take out with science. Take out with science. Uh, not my
3: problem. Uh, yeah, I just feel like be better. Everyone just be better. Stop being so sensitive. It's just a game of football. Don't make this woman's life a misery because she cast an opinion. Factually, they went up early because of COVID. That's a fact. You know, and I did say earlier, I did say that they probably would have gone up. Anything can happen in football, boys. Maybe 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 they would have slipped out. Don't know. Just don't know. But th- fundamentally, don't be a dickhead. Um, this yeah. is interesting. Got a question from Jack Morris. It says, Would you welcome back the Colonel and his Burger Van to Wyatt Lane? Despite rumours of his weekends working outside the Emirates, spewing anti Spurs chat. Um, I don't know what the Colonel and his Burger Van is, but you can imagine. That somewhere from along back in the day, I think. Somewhere along White Hart Lane, there would be a burger van. If anyone knows specifically what, where this was, then then definitely tweet us because I'm, I'm curious. Is is should as a Tottenham burger van man, should he should he stay loyal and earn no money during this? You know, what what what's the what's the what, what's the deal? Is it why has he gone to the Emirates? Why has he moved over? Am I, am I missing something here?
4: I think he worked at both grounds. Is that all right? Oh, I don't know. Not really. Not really that asked because because it's before my time. I don't really remember. And um I Welcome him back. Does it really make any difference to my match going experience? that I wouldn't eat from those burger vans anyway. So
3: what are you saying? People that do
4: are scum. <laughs> oh, they they shouldn't care about what's in the vaccine. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah
3: yeah the amount of people that have got like the anti-vax but are also like bunging all kinds of shit up their nose a, a weekend exactly, exactly and in their stomachs doesn't quite fit doesn't quite fit um <clears throat> uh okay so i don't know if there's anything else you want to chat about just wanted to touch base and say hello basically and that we're still here and um you know after the Leeds game we're we're back in full swing two podcasts a week uh let's actually do before we um we wrap up uh is it too early to flip flop on uh, Jose Mourinho tee because we we spoke a bit about this John didn't we about um you know where we are with him and that there is a middle ground between being all the way in on Jose Mourinho and absolutely hating his guts and that 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 you can be in the middle where you can be really upset when you lose, and and actually really happy when we win. It's just the style of football means that it is quite a polarizing uh, uh, way of playing because it's hard to defend when you lose, and it's easy to defend when you when you win. So, it, it, can you can you forgive people from flip flopping from Jose in to Jose out after four games, Uh <clears throat>
4: It's understandable. I get why people are doing it. I think if people flip flop too much you just can't take them seriously after a while <laughs> yeah either you either you're a fan of them or you aren't i'm not i'm not the biggest biggest mourinho fan but i don't hate him as for the football it's a necessary evil we do have the players to maybe play a more expansive style the mistakes are individual mistakes that are giving away these goals I, I just want i mean i think john said it on the five statements everyone just wants spurs to do well Doesn't matter whether it's Mourinho at the helm or some other younger, young hipster manager. We just want Spurs to do well, and we just want to win games. And but I I, sort of gone.
3: I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But I think there are people out there that don't want us to do as well as when we were under Pochettino. Like there are people that are waiting for Jose Mourinho's um, time at Tottenham to end. And... Oh,
4: absolutely. I mean, there's been people sitting on memes and the, and the memes came out after the last game we had and they're probably sitting on them waiting for Mourinho to fail and then they, then they tweet it out. Uh, I don't know. I don't like to spend a lot of time conversing with people who have a, a complete opposite opinion to me. Some people do it. A O'Connor famously does it. I don't have the energy for that. If you're just going to be... If you're just going to bin our spurs until Mourinho leaves then I don't really have much to say about that. mm
3: I don't think. Yeah, I mean maybe not pinning it off, but I don't know. I mean, it's like
4: when it's like when George Graham was our manager. If there was social media back then, could you imagine how toxic it would be? Yeah, but rightfully so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you know, imagine imagining a Twitter when we had George Graham and then Sol Campbell. Oh, it's mate. Fuck, mate. I mean,
3: there are a few, you know, you talked about pylons earlier, but there are a couple in Spurs' history who would have deserved the proper pylon.
4: Justifiably, he'd, he'd have had to delete his account so Gamble. Yeah, fuck right. And and his agent.
3: Are you are you over? Are you are you kind of forgiving of him now? You just are you, are you on? Is enough time past, T.
4: He doesn't seem. um Oh, there's a word, and I've forgotten it. But he doesn't seem. You know, doesn't seem in any way sorry or understanding the impact of what he did. So don't forgive. I still hate. I, I still hate him. I don't, I don't particularly forgive him. It is a bit weird. People following him around on Twitter, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not terribly fond of him and he's not really done much to build bridges in the time past. Obviously, he got a lot of abuse, but I'm sure there's a few Spurs fans who are more mature than me and are over it. I mean, I just think he's a fucking cunt.
3: (laughs) Uh, I say never forgive until he's dust and then forget no forgive. But
4: I saw a picture on Twitter someone's got a bottle of champagne and it says only open when so Campbell dies. That's quite pleasant.
3: <laughs> That's a commitment. Not, uh, I don't think I I mean you, you can spend your whole life steeped in hate if you go too far. <laughs> like on a comedic level or 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 a, or a sort of flippant level, yeah, fine fuck him and always fuck him. But I'm not dedicating all that hate. <laughs> <laughs> to have a, have, a, have champagne on ice for 30
2: years <laughs> 40 years <laughs> that is another level i take i take some solace in the fact that he's also like a complete laughing stock at a joke of a pundit and manager like that that helps like if he if he was a really like elite manager now or was like a really shit old pundit and everyone else in the football community liked him i think everyone's like oh okay so he's a really shit pundit a really shit manager now I get it why Spurs fans also hate him like he's just a useless prick. So that that helps to soften the blow of not not thinking about him that often. To be honest, yeah,
3: agree. Yeah, we we do a bit on um, uh, on James and Fluff Pod, uh, and uh, it's 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 doing a representation of Sol Campbell as a pundit, and he 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 just explains the most football in the most obvious way all the time. You'll notice <laughs> it the next time. He doesn't offer anything; he just explains what is happening. Uh, and then often gets it wrong. I think he had got one. He got the if some player he was he was describing as as right-footed, and he wasn't. He was left-footed. It was, he's just he is, he is his own worst enemy. But yeah, the fact that he hasn't showed any um any remorse, say actually, you know what, that was pretty bad. Uh, you know, then we could probably start to to move on. Um, finally, what do you have any feelings about Pochettino going to Paris Saint-Germain?
4: Not particularly. Um, I hope he does well. Ah, really indifferent. I love love him always will, but I think it's good that it's finally a line drawn on doing. He's got another job now. It will be weird seeing loads of PSG tweets on my timeline. I'll have to I'll have to do a bit of a cleanse if that keeps happening.
3: Yeah, I um I sent a kind of a, another mute campaign coming on. Um, and I don't I, I mute people I don't even follow or just in case, just in case they end up coming back on my timeline. <laughs> Um, but yeah the the kind of I want him to do well but in the same way that people were follow, following Gareth Bale at Real Madrid unless you're Welsh that's a bit too far for me so um, yeah all right quickly before we go uh, sorry John did you want to add anything about that do you feel anything about him going over to uh, PSG are you happy I'm pretty Is much, much about- the same
2: as you but- yeah, just, just happy. Hope he wins the league. Hope we never played them in the Champions League. Um and if we do, that we win. Um and he gets a nice like round of applause from our fans, but ultimately they get sent home with with no points. Um and that's it. I, like, I just wish him well. Like I've got no ill feeling towards him. I, I loved him and still have affection for him. So yeah, I hope he does well. But I'm indifferent. uh just some
3: quick odds from William Hill. Spurs uh, against Leeds, Spurs to win and both teams to score fifteen to eight. Sun to score first, fourteen to five. Spurs to win 2-1 is 7-1 to uh, to get the best odds with William Hill. All the enhanced prices are available in the build-up to the match. So As close to the match as possible, you're going to get the best kind of odds. All right. Um, yeah, thanks for, for listening to, to the pod. Um, you know, after Leeds, we have, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Hopefully, God willing, we'd have played some decent football. Like, the thing of them coming out, they're going to come out. They're going to attack us. Yeah. kind of feeds directly into our system doesn't it like they don't change the way they play they're very physical midfield the high line like this is the tactic it's built for like if he suddenly comes out against Leeds and starts trying to play football and and go at them and meet them man for man then i literally go oh well I don't know
4: what's going on anymore <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be like I've been mad like five all
3: <laughs> yeah we'll see Right, actually quickly, what 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 would the score will be? T? I Uh
4: I think it'd be something like four two spurs.
2: Yeah, I'll go I'll go three one.
3: Yeah. You kind of can't I can just see Son bursting away, escaping the line, Kane getting in and stuff like that. So we'll see, fingers crossed, um yeah, we'll be back next Monday. See you later.
4: Take okay, a look. Bye.
2: cock. cock, cock.